Welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and tear movies apart. On this episode, we will be discussing Bird Box, directed by Suzanne Thayer, released December 2018. Today's panel, we have Chris. Hello. Billy. Hi, what? Lindsay. Hello. And I am Cece, your host. So, this is our first Netflix original movie that we are going to be reviewing. Is it really? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, because it's one of those things this is, you know, you don't necessarily go, you go to Netflix to watch movies. You don't go to Netflix to watch Netflix original movies. But Netflix has stepped up their game <clears throat> majorly. And there's been lots of new Netflix originals out there, both for movies and for shows that I've just been... Mainly a lot of stand-up. I love them. Oh, my God. Well, that's... But that's not... Are those Netflix originals? Are yeah. They? Yep. Yeah. We watched um the one of the Trevor Noah ones last night and just... just I'd laugh. I think it was hilarious. Excellent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Trevor Noah. <laughs> Never watched them. He's the, the the new dude for the Daily Show. Gotcha. So, oh, I was thinking of the kid from uh, the whitest kids you know. Oh no, that's uh, that's Trevor something, Trevor isn't Moore. it? Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore, yeah. So, Which shit, he'd be really good for uh, the Daily Show as well. I think even better. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I think um, the new dude's too sarcastic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. Just making sure we're talking about the same Super thing. sarcastic. <laughs> and it bothers me. He doesn't seem too invested into anything that he says. He just says a lot of things. Hey, uh, so yeah. Bird Box. <laughs> yeah, so Bird Box. So, um, um, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I wasn't going to do a Netflix original or anything like that because, like I said, still, they're still kind of new. But um, I started seeing all these memes out there, and I'm like, hmm, what's going on with this? So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's watch it, and let's review it and see how it is. Um, there has been umpteen million ep- million memes out there with the bird boxes, and after um, watching the show, oh, my God, they're even hilarious now. So even before watching the movie and everything like that, they're just... We'll get best. into this as we record all the films we're doing this session. Our listeners already know how we do these. We get together, we do a session, we do more than one film. Yes. <clears throat> so, I find it interesting how all the films that we did for this session have a fuck ton of memes out there right now, all at the same time. Oh, yeah. The amount of memes, though, that have come out of Bird Box it's is ridiculous. It's amazing. I thoroughly have enjoyed it and shared it as yep. often as possible. <laughs> and I've and in anticipation of us doing this episode, I've collected every single one that I saw on my timeline. <laughs> Probably so, from me. <laughs> so and think you missed one of those memes? Please make sure to go check it out over there on our Facebook page at facebook.com Control C Podcast. Um, Liz is going to be posting those throughout the week. I'm assuming. Um, actually, I was just going to dump them all at once. Oh, well, there you go. They'll all be there. So, <laughs> and if, <one> <laughs> shot. Yeah, and if there's any memes out there that you guys um, see that we missed, please, please. Go ahead and share them, too. Share them, yeah. because they have been just priceless. So far, the best one I've seen was the Taco Bell one. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell one. one? What was the Taco Bell one? She has the little thing on, and then um, it's just the Taco Bell. I'll have to find have it. To I can't I can't describe it, but it's, it's basically she's sitting there eating tacos. With her blindfold up. Oh, because was not, she was on break, I see. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's just kind of funny and everything like that. Um, so, back to the actual show. Um, basically, the survivors um, have come face-to-face with this entity that no one knows or no one is singing. Okay, so they never did clear up what it was, right? Because nope. they spent the entire film trying to figure it out. Nope, and what I read is the director or the author, whoever it was, I can't remember which one it was, basically did not want to show the bad guy. 
I kind of figured after a point, here's, so we haven't gone too much into what we thought of this film, but by the end of this film, I wish I could have seen what it was. Yeah, no, I'm very curious about it, and I'd and like to that. see. I wanted to see what it was so that I could also. But she was, the one, the one thing that she had mentioned was that um, the reason why is because typically when you actually get to see the monster, you are typically no longer scared. But because no one knows what this monster is, you're still scared of it. See, through that, I think overall, the film for me personally was okay. I did get, toward the end of it, I did get very annoyed with it. And I was just like, just show me the monster so I could die and just leave me alone. Um, <laughs> but I did like that. I've always been... And Billy always gives me shit for it. But I've always been super critical of scary movies and movies that have that sort of theme. But I really like that they didn't show the bad guy in this one because of that. Because it is different. It's something that not everybody's done. In every film, you see the bad guy. In every film, speaking you know of, is. Speaking of something that nobody's ever done, I thought it would have been super hilarious. Just for a Mark Wahlberg cameo, just running through the middle of the street <laughs> with his family. Because it's kind of like the same plot of The Happening. <laughs> it's also the same plot as another film. There were a lot of people who were comparing yeah. this one to a different, to a whole mess of different films. Yeah, um, what was it? a Quiet Place was the yeah. that got the biggest yeah. comparison. Well, but a Quiet Place, you, the, a Quiet Place had visible monsters. The Happening had uh, had the entity was you didn't see. What the Happening was was. Uh, it was like a neurological effect that the plants were giving off because people were destroying the earth. Mm, so, so strikes back. Yeah, so the plants were striking back through the nervous system of humanity. Oh, up with that, yeah, That's so crazy. this is kind of like the same thing as that, um, except the terror in this movie seems like it's an actual entity of some sort that people weren't able to see. Yeah. And it wasn't, if it was plant-based, that would be something pretty funny. Maybe the... I'm not even going to pretend that whole thing went in one ear out the other, because all I could think about was the meme about, look at this photograph. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. They're still putting the I'm sorry. That was probably my favorite. I heard favorite. a lot of it, but there was part that I kind of know where it just kind of <clears> went <throat> into that whole, look at this photograph thing, and I'm just like, okay, what? Huh? Sorry. So you were saying, Billy, I'm sorry. I think I was done with my point. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of funny because um, I was actually thinking about that last night. I was like, ooh, I've done a hear no evil, see no evil. I was like, I wonder if there's out there. I mean, we've got, you know, no, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. So you're wondering if there's a film out there where, what, where, where you can't listen? Yeah. Where you can't hear it coming? Can't was hear it coming or something? I'm like, I'm pretty sure that there is a movie out there that if there you was, hear There was, there was that movie where... Um, the two teens were going yep. to go break in this guy's house, but the guy was, yeah, the guy, I don't remember the name of the movie. The guy was blind. So actually, no, that was, that was sound based also. Never mind. Well, I guess it's up to us to make it. <laughs> so if you have a ton of money out there and you want to help up with this dream of being able to have the, the, the hat trick of movies to match the, the monkeys by all means. <laughs> or, or if you actually do know a movie of that, that could be of yeah, the here no evil, that would be more helpful. <laughs> so, if you know a movie, let us know so that we can actually review it too, so that we actually have reviewed the trifecta. <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> to be, be fair, cool. the the girl in uh, a quiet place was deaf, so I think that counts. Yeah, and technically, she's here no evil. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I was reading. Apparently, this was a book, and I didn't know it was a book until you know it was too late and I didn't have time. That's a shame. <laughs> but apparently, the ending—it's the same kind of hopeful ending where they make it to the place, and you know, there's a bunch of people there who are safe. Um, but apparently, in the book, all those people have actually blinded themselves. Oh wow! Yeah. Not so that they were more... blind to start with, but that they blinded themselves along the way so that they just couldn't be. See, that's a better ending for me. Yeah, I kind of would have liked that a lot better. <laughs> because, first of all, who's going to make a school for the blind out in the middle of the woods? 
Well, well I, I imagine mean, it probably wasn't 100% out in the middle of the woods. I like to, to start think it with. was. There's no proof to deny that. I mean, you have I to mean, think about it. Like it's been. I didn't yeah. see a parking lot. Well, also, too, it's depending on what years. entrance it Everything got thrown over It's been five years. Don't be so antagonistic. See, I just, once again, wish I would have known more about the backstory. Why cleanse the no, world? No, that's part of the fun, though. About cleanse the world. Well, that's part of the fun for some people, but not necessarily for it's me. It's the theater of the mind. You can make whatever story you, you cannot like. cannot use the theater of the mind <laughs> that we used before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> that does not apply here. You can, you can think of the story however you like. Uh, man, it's... I, I really enjoy movies like this where they really don't give you a lot of direction of what's going on, where it's going, or... They're great in a sense to be able to enjoy it, yeah, but I just, me personally, I personally would like to know that. My favorite part of the movie? Which one? To be honest, um, the part where they just left the keys for anybody to get, and <clears throat> the keys to the Jeep. They just left it for anybody to grab, so the oh, next yeah. cop and that one dude just kind of like drove off and left them all there to die. Yeah, that's true. That was that was a super stupid move. Oh my god! That was my favorite part, where they were surprised that that happened. <laughs> the whole drive over and the sense—you know—you're basically driving over, and you know that every bump that they're hitting is a body. You're just like, no, 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 that's just the curb. Yeah, that's the curb. Curb, just the curb. You're But I love that part. The funny thing about that part is about Netflix actually had to tweet out, people do not try the blind driving challenge. Because <laughs> someone made a joke about it, and they were oh like, no, Lord. don't do it. Okay, but really, though, uh, the only part of this movie that I thought could have made it better is if Sarah Paulson was in more of it. Yeah. She's I really mean, good. Is that the blonde chick? Yeah. It's the sister from the beginning. Oh yeah, I love her. I was so sad that she died. Fairly quick. Fairly quick, within ten minutes of the movie, maybe uh, even less. Yeah. So, but the way, the way those people just died when they saw the entity. Oh my gosh, that lady just sitting quietly into that burning car. I was like, <gasps> oh, the piece that she did it oh. too. Oh yeah. See, and and that's part of what confuses me. Because she said, hi, mom. So then what, like, what do they see? What exactly is happening? I, I kind of took it to mean that they are going to see whatever it is, this monster or entity or whatever, is showing them whatever will get them to do, will, will get them to kill themselves. I, so if you've, got, if you've got your mom who you miss more than anything in the world, and she's telling you, if you'll just come with me now... Just come with me now. Look at how beautiful this is. Whatever. And you're like, oh, hi, okay. Yeah. I am now compelled to go kill myself so I can go be with you. Well, see, how beautiful this thing is that I'm seeing. Yeah, and the synopsis, it says that it's basically it, the entity that takes form of their worst fears. And that apparently see, with the worst the part, fears... See, that, you said that in the film, but that's the part that's <clears throat> contradictory. Uh -huh. It's because... Well, of that one woman. It's, it shows them the biggest fears, and yes, you do see people, you do see some people running around screaming and, and like looking like they need help before they obviously commit suicide. But... But what if that one woman's mother was like some horrible, horrible abuser and emotionally whatever? And like, you're just that, like, that's a valid point, but then my question goes, why was she so calm? She seemed happy, and then that is the part that I'm kind of confused on. And I have, I have a theory have on that, though. With, if I have an issue, let me finish the point, and then we'll go for that. But if I if I had an issue with this film, it's that it's that it wasn't clear. They did say the part about fear, but you did have the people that were like super happy and super calm and super whatever. So that's the part that it, I don't feel like it's the fear. I kind of like Lindsay's theory more. And let's go into yours, Billy, to see how that one goes, too. But, but that's the only real issue that I had with this film, or the biggest one, anyway. Well, first of all, I want to say that from the point of the woman walking into the running vehicle, my next favorite actor in this movie was John Malkovich, and mm. his yeah. role was so goddamn beautiful. From the I point where... It was perfect. 
from the point where they started rescuing people in the house and he was just like, don't do it. I'm just going to shoot every motherfucker that comes in here <laughs> to the point where they go in there anyways and they subdue them. Well, they didn't subdue them. They just kind of like fucking took the place over. <clears throat> Him playing the antagonist in any movie, especially this one, if you love John Malkovich, you are going to love this movie. He's yeah, in it. He was not really good. in it for a lot of it. I'd probably say he's half of it. Yeah, but his role as the antagonist to the entire group is everything that you would expect from his kind of shitty old man personality. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that he is the old man that you would hate during an apocalypse. But you know what? He also had the biggest dessert for the end of days. He also had one of the best character arcs, I think, because he came yes. full circle to the, at the end where he ended up, you know, saving some folks. Yeah, he had a redemption arc for people would you would like him by the end of the film. Yeah. Um, well, not the end of the film, like eighty percent through the film. Um, <laughs> so now, but there was they did let a handful of people, most of the pe- group, uh, were able to make it in to the house towards the beginning of the movie. Shortly yeah. after Sarah Paulson died, shortly after John Malkovich's wife died, um, the larger portion of the group made it into the home. And then another woman made it into the home who was also pregnant. Mm-hmm. And yep. then after mm-hmm. that, they made one. They let one other person into the house who had possibly been outside for a handful of days at this point. Yeah. And his story going into the home is that he supposedly escaped from an insane asylum where the people in the asylum had escaped and started killing all the guards and all he did was bear witness to it. My theory is that he was one of the people that escaped from the insane yeah. asylum. Oh, yeah. He was so, a cleanser. A cleansed. So I'm thinking that people that already had um who already had some kind of, like, neural damage, like, who were already, like, emotionally and mentally sick, who were basically insane or just incapable of having that, having, like, opposite ranges of emotion, of, like, human human empathy and uh, compassion, weren't susceptible to actually going into these uh, moments of complete insanity to the point where they would harm themselves, because they're already there. Yeah. They're not capable of going somewhere where some entity is going to take them. Yeah. So you're saying that basically there was just an, a re, uh, an adverse effect on people that had this similar... I mean, I'm saying if there was an entity out there, that these people would be the disciples of that entity. And that would explain... Like, I mean, they kind of were. Yeah. And that would also explain to um, your aspect that maybe he was one of those maybe cleansed, but not a person that was cleansed. He was just a person that couldn't be taken over, but was trying to help the world being cleansed. Because the birds, what was the big deal about the birds was the um, when they went to the grocery store yeah the bird reacted to the guy that was in the freezer or the the back mm-hmm. right. that um you know he reacted to them but when the last gentleman came in he the birds did not react to him so that would explain perhaps that that person was actually <clears throat> not taken over by the entity because that was one of the things that um there was a few counteradictions that what happened and that was one of the ones that I had a concern about I was like you know the birds reacted to the guy in the freezer but did not react to the gentleman that came in I don't remember I can't remember what his eyes looked like to see whether or not his eyes were actually um, taken over when he came in when he came they in they never showed you his eyes on the, up until that, the moment that they, they show you that he's a bad guy but side note, saddest death, that dude in the supermarket. What was his name? Oh. Charles, something like that? Charlie? Charlie. Charlie? Yeah, I think. Yep, Charlie. 
he that was the saddest one for me. I was like, mm. man, I really liked him. He yeah. was the bravest one too, in my opinion. Yeah, because he was the one that took... That's the thing, though. In survival situations, uh, chances are the most selfless and caring person are the first ones to go. More than likely go, unless the person that they're caring for um, is also protective and caring in the same way, then chances are both of them will persevere together. But in this case, he cared for the entire group and ultimately lost his life for it. Mm-hmm. He now, didn't have somebody that felt the same way. Now, um, Beatty Wong's death. Um, Who that? <laughs> the the Jurassic Park scientist. There's so many of them. Jurassic Park the has so many who, scientists. The, the guy who tied himself to the chair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy yeah. Who tied yeah he chair. was in the first movie, and he was the ultimate villain. Of the entire uh, story arc. The Jurassic, Jurassic World, Jurassic yeah. Park, I know, he's that's... He's always been the main bad guy. Right? Yeah. I didn't think so. I think so. He's, he's the one he's that's... the lunatic that mixes things he shouldn't be mixing. <laughs> and he's yeah, still in the we DNA. All are. We all do that. Yeah, true. Yeah, but, but he's the one that keeps seeing it fail and goes, nah, this one will be right. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a man of science. <laughs> so my question about him is, and maybe you guys can help me with this, did he or did he not get taken over? Yes. He oh, did. yeah, he definitely got taken over. Yeah, and then he beat himself to death on his desk. Mm-hmm. No, he just fell. Well, no, but he was beating his head on his desk, and in doing so, he fell over and cracked oh, his head over. Okay. Yeah. So I must have blinked. <laughs> yeah, he, he went completely that shit. That, that was no question about it. So, speaking upon that part, uh, whenever they were trying... After a few days of being stuck in the house, they realized that they were going to run out of food and water. Um, at this point, they have uh, Sandra Bullock's character in there. Yeah. Um, who is pregnant? I'm not sure if we mentioned that or not. We have um, not, but... Yeah, actually, no, we haven't. We have not. That's an important story arc. <laughs> um, and then at another point shortly after that, they also bring in another pregnant woman. So they need slightly more or diverse nourishment than the rest of the group. And they're starting to run out of food, so they're like, how are we going to get out? They decided to uh, leave the house in a vehicle that has a GPS tracker in it. So they painted the outside windows of the car, made sure that nothing went... Yeah, newspaper. And trying to leave the house. So they put the GPS to the nearest supermarket and decided to roll their way all the way out there, um, rolling over speed bumps and curbs, which were dead bodies. Um, no, no, they were curbs. They were curbs. They were curbs. <laughs> Squish. I have to say that was a very stressful scene because you literally are driving maybe five, ten miles an hour and just praying that you're not going to land into imagine, something. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine the temptation to peek just real quick to make sure you're on track? Mm-hmm. Like, if I can and just look, just two seconds, I'll figure out if I'm okay, and then I can just not look anymore. That's there was a moment. stressful part for me. Like, I wasn't stressed about the driving. I was just stressed, like, God damn it, I want to take a look. I know, and there was a moment while they were in the vehicle, and they were... Either, I don't remember, I saw it when, back a few weeks ago, where they were either getting close to the supermarket or they were at the supermarket with which it would, with whichever entity it is that's actually trying to take over everything, starts rocking the vehicle. So whatever it is oh, yeah. has this like physical property... To where it potentially could harm you in some sense, which you don't see that in any other time of movie, and except where they're rocking the trees or whatever. Um, because they're trying, they're trying to find a way in. Right. Is what it comes, what it came down to. But right. that the whole proximity sensors and everything like that going off. Ugh. Oh my but God. so I just got with idea. What if this entire film? The reality of it is that there are just giant puppies that need to be petted, but every time you look at them, you die. <laughs> so they're not, they're not dying, 
there to harm you. They're just like, oh my god, pet me, pet me, pet me. Yeah. It's just, as you're saying that, as your dog is coming I up to you. But, <laughs> but going to uh, the guy's death to where he starts banging his head on the desk and eventually knocks himself over, uh, bashing his head in. I think it... I don't know what it was. It was a... Uh, I don't remember what it was. That he eventually a just stool or something died like too. That. Yeah, it was something he, like he that. He basically cracked his head. What yeah. they tried doing was looking through the video cameras outside. So it's not something that they actually have to physically look at, even if they were looking through some other type of mechanism. Um, so, so even if they were looking at this photograph? Yeah, even if they were looking at that photograph. <laughs> actually, that, that's a solid point. I don't know if a photograph would do it. Well, considering that a video feed did, I'm pretty sure a photograph would do it. Too. Yeah, so a video feed looking at whatever was uh, killing everybody was still enough to be make this guy go completely insane and bash his own head. Well, those puppies are cute as shit. What do you think? Yeah. But it did take a little bit longer for it to happen. Well, no, that was because the <coughs> entity wasn't around. What? You're probably right. It's probably right. Because, <laughs> you know, those puppies can't be everywhere. No, they cannot. Sorry. Doesn't it change the entire film to think of them as injured puppies? Who would be <laughs> They're not trying to kill you. They just want love. They just want love, that's it. To be fair, how many puppies did you see in this movie after that? Zero. All puppies went invisible, and that's what happened. Everybody went insane because all the puppies went invisible, and they couldn't see them anymore. They couldn't see them anymore. They're like, they're cute, and they're out there, but what did I do? Yeah. So. All right, so um, we first start off this movie with them going down the river. So that's that's we start off with her speech about and we kind of rewind. I I really like that aspect that you're basically, you know, she's taking a journey down the river to get to this place. And you're just like, you know, your first question is, is why is she in the river? Why in the heck would you go into the river? (laughs) So and then you start she starts we start playing the movie basically from start. Or when it started to happen, everything like that. I really like that aspect of the movie that we basically started kind of in the middle. Or towards the end, however you want to kind of look yeah. at it. And we kind of went back and forth between. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's becoming more of a standard, if you've noticed, in films lately. Where they are starting you toward the end, then you go back and kind of figure out how you got there. Um, it makes it so to an extent it, it's a way of giving you more information without giving you too much information mm-hmm. but also keeping yeah. you interested into like okay what the hell's going on why am I being shown this until it finally clicks and makes sense well you know it took me forever to realize the bird box with the birds in the box it wasn't until <laughs> yes I, I had the same moment I'm like why the fuck is this movie called bird box anyway it wasn't Even though she had a, had the birds in a box the entire time, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I get it. It wasn't until... I'm going to tell you guys this. And, and was, was it at the end of the film? Yes. Mm-hmm. When they let the birds out of the box? When they let the birds out of the box, I was like, oh! <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I was just like, Kristen. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but it was, I mean, because... You know, the birds went into the box and everything like that. And that moment should have been the moment I realized why they called it a bird box. Did not, <laughs> did not done on me. But yeah, no, she, when she realized the birds were the key to determining when the entity was around, I was like, that is pretty cool. Um, and then at the end, when they go to the um, safe house, or the safe haven, whatever you want to call it, there's a whole bunch of birds and everything like that. Um, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, it was really neat. I like the fact that they did not stab their eyes out and anything like that. That yeah. basically ended up at a school of the blind. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You don't need to stab them out. Just pour bleach in that, that does the job. You know, like, that, that's just messy. But kids don't do that at home. I'm just joking, seriously. Um, I may have to edit that. Anyway, I was gonna, don't edit anything. Be pure. I was going to get to a point. I totally. Oh, I. 
I would like to know how people found that school. What? Mainly the school for the blind. Well, I'm the sure first, the people that built it weren't blind. Clearly. But how did the first, you know what I mean? Like, how did people think to go there? How did they start guiding people there? Like, what? Through radio. Through how? the radio. It was pure yeah. luck. Did you even watch the movie? <laughs> but um no the guy was just on the radio just trying to reach out but um Alright, all right, let's let's talk about this fact. Boy, girl. That was awesome. It was great. I loved okay, it. Okay, so I think did we I kinda of spaced out there for a second. Did we uh talk about how the boy and the girl came to be came to happen? No, but I'm I had a problem with that, that it happened at the exact same fucking time. Yeah, like that yeah. just doesn't well, to my understanding, they were basically almost due at the same time. Um, she was due... She was due like a month or so after she, the other one would have been done. Sandra Bullock's character was, it? was supposed to be due earlier than the other one. But they were very close within a couple of weeks or so uh, to each other. And yeah, but... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, but even though they were that close, there's like zero chance. Unless... Unless somehow this entity changed, like, the barometric pressure to drop it to where they both go into labor at the exact same time, it just doesn't happen. Well, you see, in my opinion, what I figured triggered it was stress. Yeah. Because from my understanding, stress can be a very big trigger during pregnancy, especially toward the end. So I figured if you're going through a big enough traumatic experience, it's going to shoot all sorts of chemicals through your body and possibly trigger I, it. I kind of... I kind of I, as much as I'm probably going to get shit for this, I kind of equated it to where women get their period at the same time. You know what I mean? Eventually they kind of sync up. I kind of figured it'd be a similar sort of ordeal. Where, so, because of all the stress and experiences, they're kind of at the same level. So I, I don't necessarily disagree because I actually have um, cousins who were born like a day apart. Um, one Obviously one on one day and one on the other from two different mothers. But... What I'm saying is to have them go into labor at basically the exact same moment. If yeah. you want, if you're wanting it to be a metaphysical thing associated with these monsters and the situation that they're in, then they needed to define that clearly. Otherwise, I'm just looking at the going. Well, that just wouldn't happen. I get that they could go into labor um, within, you know, maybe even a couple hours of each other, but like. Oh, I'm having my contractions. Oh, look, hey, my water broke. Doesn't happen. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. So you know what I mean? It's more in regards to the exact same second as opposed to yeah. the exact same <clears throat> Yeah, because if you're going to have them go into labor at the exact same second, then you need to give me your metaphysical explanation as to why that might have happened. They needed a plot point? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I could see if they were, like, a week apart. That yeah. more like, even a, like I said, even a day apart. I've got because I've got those cousins who are mm-hmm. a day apart. But you know, it, I mean, it ha- it happens, but it doesn't happen like that. Since we're, but, the, since we're on the children, did anybody pick up on the fact that the the disciples, I guess we can call them, were always more interested in taking the children than anything else? Now. The reason I ask and I bring it up is because I kind of felt that they were trying to recruit children. Did anybody get that feeling, or was it just me? There was something about the children. Um, yeah, I don't know. But they never really went into it. It wasn't until the birth of the child um, that the weird guy that came into the house... Um, kind of was just like what is that so um but yeah no i i i saw that too that they were more more wanting inclined to gather the children than anybody else who was in the room but the the people that the cleansed people that went out to try to get everybody else cleansed or whatever the case is were all adults yeah 
So, yeah, so it is kind of curious to see exactly about the... Um... Bird Box 2, children kill the puppies with kindness. <laughs> okay, so the the arc where both women miraculously uh, um, are in labor at the same time. Did you just do Google research on it? No, I was googling things on Facebook. Not Googling things, I was Googling just looking at Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what's a Google? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, okay, so... This is one of the major story arcs to where... The house is no longer a safe haven for the entire group. Because the man that they uh, had let in begins to plot murdering everybody and due to John Malkovich's uh, crazy antics uh, earlier in the film they have locked him away in the garage mm. <laughs> and he How ends up I told you so oh my god seriously yeah but <laughs> it's it's one of the funnier parts because the guy that is plotting to kill everybody ends up opening the garage door on John Malkovich so he has to look but he ends up uh, persevering and is able to break inside the house and somewhat save the day which is uh, a nice redemption arc for him I liked it a lot um, but I loved it, him I just I loved to hate him he, he was to an extent he was a despicable character but I, I, I understand why at the same time mm -hmm. but he, he's just fucking brilliant I yeah he's just super bitter and he just watched his wife kill herself. Oh, yeah, no, no. So, yeah, he's kind of annoyed. Oh, no, no, I, I don't judge him. I mean, I'd be slightly annoyed. I would, have, I would have killed or kicked people out of the house long before that. Yeah. Especially, yeah. see, see, how got, oh, yeah, no, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if, you, even if you think about survivability, it's like, for that many people to be able to survive in that house for that long with the amount of food before they actually had to go out and get more food, Think about how much longer you would have been able to survive there if nobody else was there. Yeah. yeah. You're like, you're annoyed because people are in your space eating your supplies. Yeah, he's much nicer. Being an asshole to you. It's like, we or deserve to... at you in your own house. Your it's like, own fucking gun. It's like, how entitled would you have to be to break into somebody's house saying, it's like, we deserve to be here. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I don't care. Next door, they're probably dead too. Yeah, there's plenty of houses on the block. Why did they choose yours? <laughs> so it was on the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so a very I did. Popular uh, spot. So I went looking for why they went into labor um, at the same time, but I couldn't find that. But I did find that we do know what the monster looks like. No, don't. Well, yeah, we have the drawings that. Nope. No. Nope. They. One of the producers had decided that you, we have to see something at some point. And so they did create a monster, and it was a green man with a horrific baby face, and it was snake-like. So Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia wearing the green man suit? Yep. <laughs> yep. That would that would kill me. That, that'd kill myself. Yep. Um, that's interesting. You're going to have to post that with the... Uh, yep. Whenever we uh, decide to put this out there. That would be Monday. Days. Well, it's always going to be some Monday, won't it? Um, so, well, some facts about this movie. <laughs> this was one of the... Where is it? Um, Record-breaking opening week for Netflix film. Over 45 million accounts had streamed this movie in the first week. I think... Um, I just read an article the other day to where... They, they said like 83 million people have watched this movie on Netflix. That's a lot. Oh, hey, yeah. If that was in the box office for like $10, $15 a ticket, this is close to a billion dollar movie. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Well, that's what I'm kind of curious to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's insane. And that's only for people that have Netflix. Well, that's mean, not for people that illegally downloaded it outside of Netflix because they don't want to pay the ten dollars or or, for it. or the shared accounts too. Exactly. Because this is this is they're just looking at accounts. So like I know for us we have multiple multiple people. Like this is a so, billion dollar movie. Oh yeah. Well, the budget on this was nineteen point eight million. Was the budget? Well, itself. they surpassed that. Oh yeah, they had to. Well, even. It's like, actually, I don't know how uh, the monetary value of what games they're possibly going to get from that, considering... That is a subscription model? Yeah. What, I'm assuming it's either based off of how many subscriptions uh, were gained uh, from the time it re- was released. Who knows? But I'm sure that they probably may- got in more of a viewer base because of it. All I know is that, realistically, I was thinking on this the other day as I was watching the film, because... Yes, Netflix has essentially increased everything that they've done and been extremely successful with a lot of, like you said, their original programming. And when you think about it, Netflix has been around, and that's what I'm trying to confirm, they've been around since 1997, right? Yeah. So with that... Well, it used to be where you like mailed in for the movies. True, Mm -hmm. but, but here's what I'm trying to get at is... They've been a company for over 20 years. Out of those 20 years, about 12 or 13 of them were when streaming started to happen. Mm -hmm. But they've been collecting data as to consumers' habits for nearly 20 years. They have all the data to show what a successful show would and could not be. So realistically, I think that they are better equipped than even the cable networks out there to figure out what sort of programming they should and shouldn't have simply because they are 1,000% in charge of their metrics. When you're looking at networks like ABC, CBS, uh, CNBC, or whatever the hell they are, you know, Fox and all that crap, they they are basing it off of metrics for, like, for example, Nielsen Family. So they're doing averages. They're doing uh, percentages based on probability, based on viewership of the membership houses. But aside from that, They're not getting real numbers. Netflix has 1,000% accurate data as to what people are watching, how long are they watching it, how are they, you know, binging it, what draws people's attention, what's getting more downloads than the other. Mm -hmm. So they have all this data to basically put together whatever the hell they think they can spoon uh, spoon feed you. And so far, they've done amazing at it, and everybody's just sitting there with their mouth open like it's a porn waiting for the money shot. So... (laughs) Jesus Christ. You're very passionate about this, man. <laughs> it, it is, because I, th- I started thinking about it. It's like, really, like... But see, it's like, I get what you're saying, but... coming out has been so good, in my opinion, is because they have I, the data. It's like, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, a lot of that has to do... A lot of the people's, like, viewing habits has to do with social media as well. Because there is nothing visually appealing about Bird Box on Netflix that would have made me want to watch it. You're right. I mean, technically, it's like 4K, but even that is kind of lost. There's nothing to be like super excited about. I mean, Sandra about Bullock's old, old and washed up. Let's admit it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's pretty nice. I like you know, what's, what's funny is one of, the, um, one of the memes and one of the things on Twitter that everybody locked onto was some kid somewhere said, why does the lady from Bird Box look like Michael Jackson? And people lost their shit because he didn't, number one, how do you know who Michael Jackson is but not Sandra Bullock? And number two, it's Sandra fucking Bullock, man. Yeah. Like, you should know who this is. Well, She's been around for a while. The, the king of pop, so. Yeah, Sandra but. Bullock is like, she's an actress, so she's great and all, but I, I guess I can kind of see it. Nah. I don't know, but like, people. The only thing that upset. can skew that data that you were speaking of is the fact that social media is the way that they market the movies is very different based off of its viewer base because Bird Box has, like, all the makings of not being a successful movie. What makes it good is how they actually brought people together of, like, just, like, the one aspect of she's wearing a fucking blindfold throughout the entire movie. Yeah. That's what people are laughing at. It's making people want to watch the movie. And next thing you know, Netflix has a huge hit on their platform. Yeah. So you're saying that essentially the only reason Bird Box did well was because of all the social media and all the memes and all the crap? Yeah. I would not be against that point. I'd actually see that point wholeheartedly too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's 
looking at the movie on Netflix, it doesn't look great. I mean, real real talk. We've we've been doing this show long enough that Netflix has put out several original films, mm-hmm. and this is the first one we do. And the reason we did it is because of all the social media crap that made us want to do it. Exactly. And to an extent, sadly, because of the way that we have to record the show and stuff, we're a little later than so, the big, you know. In essence, people, but... we're we're suckers. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I I wanted to watch movie, this movie, so. period. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things that I was just going to watch it and just do it. But because of all the social media attention that we had out there, I was like, why not review this? Let's let's go ahead and review this. Let's, let's... Like, I think I was probably one of the few people that watched the movie, like, whenever it came out. <laughs> because watching the... Uh... Watching the trailer that Netflix does for you, it did remind me of The Happening. And I was like, I'm also probably one of the few people that enjoyed the movie The Happening. <laughs> Why? Because I like not knowing what's going on. The Venn diagram of those things. <laughs> yeah, it's... I'm like, I love survival, like, apocalyptic scenarios. I don't necessarily need a visual villain. I don't need, like, explosions or guns or anything. I need, like, a lost civilization trying to survive with 99% chance that they won't. I want to see the end of the world happen. In movies, not in real life sometimes. Well, as long as the entity just doesn't take over your eyesight, well, good. You can probably watch it. I mean, I could, yeah. Why do I feel that if Billy were rich, he would hunt people? (laughs) (laughs) Again, we were just having that conversation that he, if he ever got reborn, he would be a cat. So if people were birds, yes. So yes. There goes the bird box. There you go. I ate all the birds. Makes sense now. Okay, so... um, Ratings. What do you guys think? Chris? I give it three eyes that I wanted to poke out. <laughs> Billy? Because I even went for the third eye. Yeah, or, yeah, we see. I give it. Four out of five liquor bottles John Bakovich finds at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> just four bottles? <laughs> yeah, just four of them. All right, Lindsay? Um, I'm going to go with... Oh. I don't even know. Three and a half. Three and a half voices in the woods. Three and a half voices in the woods. That part creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to do four birds out of five. Because mm. <laughs> one of them got shot. <laughs> oh, now, there's like one other thing that I wanted to touch up on. And it's like post-childbirth. Uh, one of the promises that they made towards... <clears throat> that she actually... That Sandra Bullock made to the woman... Because I don't know why, but I think for some reason um, the woman felt like she was going to die. Was for her to take care of her child. Um, There's two children. I believe the other woman gave birth to the girl. And Sergeant Bullock gave birth to the boy. Correct. Um, Throughout the entire movie, you'll see the scene to where she is riding in a boat. Uh, with the boy and the girl. There's a pivotal point that you'll hear uh, later on in the movie through the walkie-talkies that somebody has to look because you're going to go down these rapids into the water. Somebody has to see where you're going. And Sandra Bullock has to make this decision who is going to look. Because at this point, it's only her, the boy, and the girl. Which, funny enough, she still hasn't given anybody a name yet. She calls a boy a girl. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, so she doesn't get attached. Yeah, and at the end of the movie... Sure. Spoiler she's, she's attached. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks that they never really got a name, and I understand why. Because, one, she wasn't ready to be a mom and anything like that. Um, but it was... 
too with everything. Yeah. So it, I mean, it made sense, but it was just it's for a mother. It's a little heartbreaking to know that these two children are only known as boy and girl. But here's the dilemma. If they had to make it down the rapids, who do you think she would have made look? She... She probably would have gone with the girl. But I think... I don't know. I don't think she would have. I think she would have gone with the boy. That moment, I think she just realized that she couldn't... She couldn't decide. She couldn't have gone with herself because without her, then they would have both died anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, it made sense... But it was just like, oh, it's heartbreaking. What yeah. do you think, Lindsay? I don't know. I I think that she, you know, when the when the little girl volunteers, she initially obviously bristles because she doesn't want the girl to to die when she's promised her mother that she'd take care of her. But she obviously doesn't want her kid to do the same. But like, I I honestly think she would have she would have found a way to look, get them to shore, and let the kids go off on their own. And try and survive that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would have... I think she would have... She would have watched herself. Yeah. So, all right. So, final thoughts? It's worth a watch. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's definitely uh, pretty decent of a uh, survival movie. And, yeah. Regardless of the memes and... Yeah, definitely, definitely check this out. I think this is a good, good movie to watch. So, all right. So in that case, thanks for joining us here at Control C in our review of The Bird Box. Join us every Monday for new episodes. Make sure you subscribe and rate us on podcast services everywhere. For this and other shows, join us on geekandcast.com and follow our Twitter and our Facebook and Instagram. Um, Thank you to our cast, Chris. Billy. Hmm? Lindsay? Yeah. And I am Cece. Catch you guys later. Bye.